You're listening to episode number 11 of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the individual and team polarity. This is a significant polarity in healthcare today as nationally healthcare organizations strive to improve healthcare quality through teamwork. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We're so grateful you've joined us today. I'm Tracy. And I'm Michelle. We've been interprofessional partners in healthcare for over 30 years. During that time, we've been engaged in healthcare transformation and the development of healthy healing work cultures that result in the best places to give and receive care. We've engaged with healthcare leaders from across North America, and we are tired of seeing time, money, and resources wasted on change efforts that are not sustainable. In this podcast, we explore significant, reoccurring, and competing challenges faced by all healthcare leaders today using a brand new lens called polarity thinking, the missing logic in healthcare. You could say we represent the money ball of healthcare. We're here to expand your current thinking and challenge your reliance on problem-solving tactics. Welcome, everyone. This is Michelle and Tracy. We are here to have another exciting podcast, and today we're going to be focusing on the individual and team. How many of you have heard of the line, there's not an I in team? Oh, I can't believe there isn't anybody out there who hasn't heard that. For sure. Yeah. Well, we're going to put that on its ear, aren't we, Michelle? Yes, we are. Because today we're talking about why we need an I in team. And it's a little bit, you know, different than what you've ever heard before. So hold on to your shorts because yeah. here we go. <laughs> Lessons from the field, for sure. So we also want to put it in context that when we're talking about individual and team, we're really staying focused on the healthcare team and specifically clinicians and how they're delivering care at the point of service, at the point of care, wherever they may be. And we're going to look at it through an individual professional lens and also an interprofessional team lens. Right. And, you know, we think about, you know, working as an individual, of course, it is that individual clinician, like me as a respiratory therapist or you as a nurse, right? And that ability to really deliver our services, our full scope of practice and kind of that independent part of who we are and our contribution to healthcare. And that's really kind of what we mean by individual in this case. Right, right. And then when it comes to the team, Michelle... What does that mean? Well, that think about uh, when you've worked in teams and it's been awesome, right? And you probably have had experiences where you worked in teams and it hasn't been so great. <laughs> but what we mean about teamwork is that it's more than just you and that you are really working with a group of individuals to deliver services and you're there tapping everyone's expertise and teams can come in all different venues, right? They can be teams at the bedside. They could be teams in different clinical work groups where you're working together towards um, some kind of common goal so they can take all different kinds of shapes. Yeah, and I think that's the key thing, right, is there's mm -hmm. a common goal Yes, uh, when you're working as a team. Correct. And boy, you know, there is a whole lot of things influencing this right now, wouldn't you say? Yes, there are. Yeah. So, you know, what we know is, of course, you know, healthcare challenges <laughs> and experiences. And right now, there's so much happening and so much focus and emphasis, of course, on quality and safety and efficiencies and all those things that are extremely important when it comes to delivering really high quality care, safe care to patients and families and in the communities. And, you know, um, cost, of course, is another, right? We've got the whole quadruple aim or triple aim, whichever lens you're looking through for that. And, um, 
lots of reports out there that heighten the awareness that we aren't hitting the mark, right? Like we're in sad shape when it comes to healthcare and comparing ourselves right across the world. Across the world, yeah. Yeah. So lots of pressure, lots of focus on these downsides and uh and an attribution that um you know it's because we've been working as individuals so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're mm-hmm. attributing some of these some of these downsides, challenges, negative consequences to the fact that we haven't been communicating effectively with each other, that we haven't been coordinating our care. Um, And so we've been living that downside kind of the individual. Yeah. And then when you also look at it, it's like lack of progress. Oh, yeah. Because this isn't new to us. Uh, We have heard about this for many, many years now. We look back at the Institute of Medicine, you know, uh, crossing the quality chasm report, the bridge to quality report. And it's becoming quite striking to people around the country how we're still talking about the same things that were outlined in those reports. So it's a lack of progress too. Yeah. Yeah. Which increases the tension, increases the pressure. Right. And if we, uh, you know, and then of course we're trying to change our payment system. Right. And we're trying to move away from volume and move towards value. And uh, that creates more tension. Right. And, and there's a great alignment of that too, with teams and teamwork, right. Value comes from team um, and the ability to coordinate and communicate uh, in the care of patients and families and communities. Um, So a lot of these drivers and, um, you know, the indicators are serious mm-hmm. and they're real, right? And nobody denies that. Um, but we kind of uh, put a problem solving lens to it, I think, in that, you know, this is a problem. We have all these negative outcomes and the quality of care is decreasing and safety's at risk. And so this must be a problem that we have to solve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then what that does is it kind of puts the emphasis on, well, we have to move from individual and to to team. team. And what do we know about that, Michelle? Well, we know that if we go totally over there to all team, we will end up, um, we'll end up on the downside and we'll lose the benefits of the individual contributions, which are equally as important. Yeah. And whenever you hear from and to, that's an indicator that there's a potential polarity. Right. Right. Whenever somebody is moving from something into something, it's a it's like a red flag, right? To say, wait a minute, is this maybe an interdependent pair of elements or values? And maybe we need to step back and look at both rather than just trying to solve this with an either or solution. One thing to keep in mind, too, is that the current health professions workforce, for the most part, were educated in isolation of each other. Oh yeah, like I wasn't educated with you as a you know as a nurse. I wasn't I'm a respiratory either. therapist. Yeah. I remember sitting in the cafeteria watching the nurses study their pharmacology and <laughs> sweating it out. <laughs> but that's about as close as I got to being anywhere near them during their education. <laughs> yeah, so and that's that's really a majority of the workforce today, right? Mm, so right. it's not like we're starting all in an equal playing field. So we have this lack of awareness of each other's roles when it comes to this, you know, if we're making a major shift to teams, that's something that we really have to keep in practice. We may not even be aware of each other's philosophies and scope of practice, and that has implications. Yeah, well, we're socialized. Yes. Independent of each other. Mm -hmm. And you throw everybody together and say, okay, let's be a team. You should know how to do this, right? But there's so many variances there that it's, those are, those have to be, Manage and overcome, and mm-hmm. right there's a lot of learning that has to happen. So this isn't a simple thing to just go from an individual to team, right? 
And we have preferences. Yes. (laughs) Those lovely preferences, right? If I've been very successful as an individual, you know, independent clinician, I can get things done, right? I know exactly what I need to do. I'm in charge. And I kind of like that. And maybe I'm not so much about the team. Yeah. That's going to factor into how different people, when you're bringing health professionals together and trying to help them to work as a team, those are going to be factors that are going to really come in. And, you know, they're just tensions that people feel. Right. Right. And you're going to have those individuals that are much more comfortable in a team or maybe now coming up through IPE programs, they're really comfortable in the team and they might be thrown in a situation where they have to be more individual and they're kind of like, Right, exactly. Where's my team? So mm-hmm. it's that again, you know, being very mindful that there are two different, um, two different poles here, or two different um, aspects that we really have to be comfortable with to really experience the upside of each of them. And it's not an either or; it's an and and both. And the other thing too, Tracy, when you were talking about, you know how as an individual and you're really comfortable there, the other thing that can happen, and it's a normal process, is you might have someone that says, okay, I'm ready to step into this team-based experience, and they might even be willing for new learning and trying some new concepts on a unit or department or in their programs. And then when things get really uncomfortable, and sometimes you're in the messy middle of that, what do they do? They run back to their comfort pole, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, or, you know, there's people that advocate for team too, that they do that and they have a preference for that because they've had some bad experiences, got, you know, hung out to dry maybe on their own, right? When they were trying to practice as an individual, maybe they had some just bad experiences in that. And they really take comfort in having that collective wisdom and knowledge and uh, and caring for patients, you know? So you, you get, there's just a lot of different thinking, beliefs, experiences. So there's a lot of factors that impact this. So let's just, you know, uh, put the frame on this one more time, right? So when we look at individual and, and team as a, a, a polarity, what we've been experiencing is that downside, right? We've been experiencing lack of coordination and adequate communication, emissions, duplications, you know, resulting in, you know, decreases in safety, decreases in quality. This is all serious stuff, very serious, high pressure, right? And in, in, in movement efforts to move forward and move into the team, seeing it kind of as a problem. I, I would say people have a problem-solving lens because that's how we do Naturally, things. Naturally, that's how we've been trained. Well, they don't know about polarities. Right? So here's what we're trying to shine the light on. And mm-hmm. what we know is if we misdiagnose this, polarity as a problem, what happens? We're 100% guaranteed to fail over time. So that's why this is such an important message today, Michelle, for people that are listening. And, and please share the message because, you know, we highly value both. Both are very important. And this misdiagnosis of this as a problem could have serious repercussions. It's why we don't make progress. It's why we are still having the same conversations 20 years after major reports come out, really, because we oh, just yeah. we go after it and then it's through a problem-solving lens, and then we're still dealing with the issue later. Yeah, so this isn't an either-or. That's right. This is a both-and, and they're equally important. Mm-hmm. And I think what we've lost sight of is the upsides of individual, right? We've only been experiencing the downside over a period of time. And so sometimes when that's where you're focusing and you know, you're know you kind of looking at it through a magnifying glass <laughs> and the pressures are high, you forget that there are positive outcomes of that. So let's talk a little bit now about the positive outcomes of both the individual and the team, both equally important, 
And then just some of, you know, what you do experience when you overfocus. So I'll start out with the individual upside. So when we think of the positive outcomes that can be achieved from focusing on, you know, individual professionals delivering their services, um, then we what we have is people are delivering their services to the full scope of practice, right? To the top of their licensure, to the top yes. of their accountabilities. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of value to be gained um, you know, in that from for everybody, right? <clears throat> and then the other is um, health professionals' unique abilities can be utilized. So we know exactly who to call on when we need their services, We're right? Clear, crystal clear, very clear, and and they know when they're needed, mm-hmm. right? And then the other thing is we're able to take initiative when we need to. So when we see a patient need and we know that we can serve them, we're able to just you know autonomously provide that service. We don't have to wait for a group to decide if we are going to deliver the service or not deliver our services, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is we're able to make decisions to meet those patients' needs. So when I'm caring for patients and I, you know, as an example, you know, as a respiratory therapist, there'd be a lot of patients I'd be taking care of, right? And if I saw that they had a specific need, they needed maybe different medications or whatever, I could act to get those ordered by somebody if I needed an order from a physician, but I could just act. I didn't have to wait for a, a committee. (laughs) to kind of help me make that decision, right? Because I knew my scope of practice. I knew what I could do and I knew who I needed to tap to get things done and I could just act right Right. away. Right. And then, but (laughs) as we've said, there's some downsides, right, to that individual piece. So, and the things that we've actually been, you know, experiencing and and kind of this is kind of summed to the extremes, right? Our increased costs can happen because we're not coordinating with other people. Uh, Fragmentation of care because I'm working in isolation and nobody knows what I'm doing. The other is uh, there can be duplication of services because we aren't aware and aren't coordinating. And then the other thing is, uh, you know, of course, the quality can be um, can be poor because maybe more is needed and I'm not you know, able to provide the whole of what's needed for the patient and the quality can go down. Yeah, you're right. And because when you look at, again, not to reiterate too much, but going back to what you were saying in the very beginning, Tracy, about the national initiatives, there's so much individual care being provided that that's why we're still sitting here with these major issues. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's this natural tendency, like, well, let's move to team-based care. And there are definitely outcomes, positive outcomes with team-based care. I love working in strong teams. And when I think back to my, my clinical days, um, so many of them were just around awesome teamwork and caring for patients. And one of the greatest benefits is just our services are coordinated as healthcare professions. And we really know each other's scope of practice. We honor it. And we can integrate those services together. And probably the biggest benefit is we reduce duplication of services. And that is really important for, for patients, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, it can even just be gathering their history, right? How many times do we <laughs> do you hear that duplication yeah. occur, right? Because we're we, when we're not coordinating or we're not communicating. Yeah. And having just gone through a few hospitalizations with my father that that's still alive and well, where we're still um, asking the same questions over and over again. And it's we still have a lot of work to do here. But when it's when you're experiencing it, you really do see a reduction in duplication. And then also effective communication is another upside or positive outcome with um, team because we are really working together to ensure that the patient is receiving um, appropriate services, services that are necessary. We can help each other prioritize. We can build on each other. I don't have to repeat something. I mean, a good example as a nurse and respiratory therapist is 
you know, in critical care, I don't have to walk in two minutes behind you and listen to the patient's breath sounds. If you just listen to him and Dachman, we talked about it. It's just getting rid of those additional services and that um, we can provide services that really meet the unique patient needs because we're all on the same page, right? So we can make progress, set common goals, and a lot of upsides. So, but when we're in the, you know, if we go there and we just say, that's it, we all got to work as a team all the time, and this is how we're going to operate, and everything has to be team-based over time. We're not sure exactly when, but we'll start seeing the, the downside or the negative outcomes if we're totally team-focused. And that's, and that's actually what a lot of people are afraid of too, right? Oh, yeah. So teamwork could interfere with my full scope of service that I am here to deliver, right? Gets a little gray, and pretty soon there's some slippage of what I'm bringing to the, um, what my unique contribution is, and it's looking a little bit too vanilla for me, and um, I'm not delivering what's really unique. So that's, that is a negative, where my full scope of services is not being utilized, and I could be put in a situation where I can't take initiative because, you know, we have to have a group consensus or a team consensus or with that lack of clarity, I just don't feel as confident in making an initiative decision uh, to move ahead on some type of intervention or decision that needs to be made and um, inability to make decisions when circumstances really need a decision made it can actually put the patient and really all of us when you think about our license at risk. Right. So there's downside if we go too far to team-based care. Yeah, to the neglect, to the right, neglect of, of the, the individual. individual. So if we're not Def- not keeping the individual outcome strong, then you know, we'll start to experience these things as well, right? So yeah, it's about both and got to keep them both strong as we go forward. And so this is what I love about polarities. It's actually kind of simple when you think about it. I know it's complex because there's a lot of polarities in healthcare, but now just hearing this podcast, and we hope you've been thinking about your own practice, whether in the past or the present or the future, and you have that strong individual sense of yourself as a clinician, and you start to also hold the team concept and how important that is. And so... It'd be really great just to have everyone really think about what is your preferred poll and what is happening in your organization right now mm-hmm. so that you can start to really be thoughtful of the polarity and how it's happening in your world right now and what you need to be thinking about to make a difference. Yeah, and actually uh, in the show notes, we're going to include a worksheet for that and a, a map around this particular polarity um, so that you can use that kind of as a reflection tool. And, you know, thinking about just, you know, what are the preferences? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's informed you in your preference? Mm-hmm. I think that's so important to kind of step back and think about your journey as a as a healthcare professional. Or if you're a leader listening to this, you know, just um, going out and asking a few people, you know, what are your thoughts about this? What, what's your preference and why? And just to kind of understand everybody has a story. Everybody has a journey. And those journeys and those stories and those beliefs impact how we respond and how we um, experience this particular tension, right, in this mm-hmm. particular polarity. Mm-hmm. Another thing we like about polarities is they all work the same. And once you really realize that, it's easy to think about it from a polarity lens and um, 
and to really be reflective about how to manage and leverage a polarity and how to give simultaneous action on both sides at the same time. And also how to recognize those early warning signs that you are leaning more one way than the other. And so we're going to now cover some uh, action steps for both the individual poll and the team poll. So Tracy, why don't you kick us off with action steps for individual? Okay. All right. So, um, you know, we want to keep this strong. So one of the things to think about is when it comes to keeping individual professionals strong in their practice is continuing education programs to support them so that they're clear on their Mm -hmm. full scope of practice and, of course, competent to deliver those services. The other is um, just clear role descriptions. I think sometimes in organizations, right, there can be a lack of consistency or understanding across a group of professions, you know, kind of their role responsibility. So just having that clarity helps helps you get that consistency from individual to individual, right? And then the other thing is um, really celebrate those contributions because every professional, every individual makes a contribution um, to the organization, to the patients and families that they serve. And I think it's just, you know, it's always helpful to recognize when somebody's done a great job or just that, you know, they're really, um, they're leveraging their skills and their capabilities in the service of, you know. So important, so important. In fact, I have found that the more you recognize an individual or clinician for outstanding service, outstanding work, it's like, the more they want to do it. I mean, it's just like that positive reinforcement is so powerful. So you mm-hmm. have, a, have to have a lot of woohoo moments, yeah. a lot of celebration moments, right? Yeah, we're all about celebrating. That's right. <laughs> so now the upside of teamwork, um, some of the action steps that you can put in place, again, simultaneously, is to provide continuing education programs to support teamwork. And I think what's really exciting right now, there's a lot of effort um, underway to move to um, interprofessional competency, interprofessional um, continuing education credit. So we're starting to see that movement. And um, and that when you are doing any type of continuing education, if it involves more than one profession, look at it through a team-based lens. Um, the other thing is clarity and scope of practice of the team. And taking the time to have them explore that is really important. And if you bring people together and you look at their scope of practice and have them share that with other disciplines, other professions, we've always been amazed at how much learning happens and things, oh, yeah. things they never knew. I, yeah. And I remember, you know, um, being at many healthcare organizations and having, you know, scope of practice day and having the different clinicians get up and talk about their education, talk about their scope of practice, the things that they services they provide. And, and it was really, um, you know, extremely important and valuable. One, because it gave them a chance to verbalize their scope. And two, because there were people going, I had no idea you did that. I didn't know that was a part of your scope, you know. And so it just, it you know, it was just really something to celebrate and to um, heighten the awareness of what we don't know about each other. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a really, really important action step for team. Yeah, and if we're going to celebrate the individual, my goodness, we have to celebrate teamwork. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think that is, you know, recognizing teams in the work environments. And I would say, you know, be creative, be innovative. This could be very formal process, but it could be just celebrating at the end of a shift or the end of a project or the end of something where you just really need to pat each other on the back and say, you know, we did it. We, we did it as a team and you recognize you couldn't have done it if you 
if you weren't together as a team. Yeah, right. And I, you know, I think the other thing to think about here too, and is that, you know, it's not just the health professionals. And I think we didn't mention this to start with, but now teams include the patients and families as a part of the team as well, oh, right? Yep. Like, so even be thinking about that, we have to expand our awareness and be thinking about who all belongs in the team. And um, and while we've been talking about health professionals, it just struck me, you know, because sometimes you're celebrating a significant milestone that you made with a patient and their family, right? Like just a really got over a big hurdle, overcame a big challenge. And um, and so it, even including them, right, mm-hmm. in those celebrations would be really great. Well, the other thing we have to watch out is for is the warning signs, right? And um, because, you know, we, while we're taking these actions, we want to keep it. Uh, you know, keep the upside of both the uh, outcomes that are positive for both polls. We know that sometimes things get in the way or we slip a little bit or something we're doing isn't as effective as we thought it would be. And uh, and so we need those early warning signs so that we can, what, course correct as quickly as possible, right? And not experience the full negative consequences of overemphasis or ineffective action steps. So Michelle, if if we we're going to look for what might be some early warning signs for team, sure, Tracy. So the early warning signs, if we're over focused on team at the you know neglect of individual, is pretty soon. Again, you don't. It may not happen right away, but you'll start to hear individuals complaining that hey, I'm not really being utilized to my full extent here that I could be. So you might start hearing that. So pay attention to that. Um, the other thing that could happen is that all voices are not being, um, you know, all voices aren't heard before decisions made because it's this team group think, and maybe we're not really hearing each individual to the extent that we should in making decisions or prohibiting, prohibiting individual decisions, right? Yeah. Well, they could be bringing their voice and it's being passed over or not being heard, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of it's some of us have experienced this downside too, where we know the right thing to do, but it gets in the way for us to act, right? Because we're so team oriented. So there's a risk there, and that that might be another early warning sign that people are feeling that loss of ability to take initiative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then of course, you know, there's there's uh, warning signs for over focusing on the individual as well, and you know, so sometimes when the the whole emphasis is on the individual delivering services to the neglect of team, then you start to hear some comments from patients like, "Don't you guys ever talk to each other?" Like, I can't tell you how many times I've oh, heard that. Oh, many right? times. Like, you're the tenth person that asked me that. Don't you guys talk to each other? And uh, and I'm sure our listeners have heard that as well. Um, or you'll see duplication of services, right? And information in the patient's chart, four different histories, right? I know as a respiratory therapist, you know, uh, pulse oxes would be taken like every two minutes, right? Because nobody was sharing the information. The one that they, I'd take one, somebody take one. So, you know, all within 10 minutes, patients are like, wait a minute, somebody just did that, right? And then the other thing is sometimes errors occur because we don't have the information that right. we need. We're not communicating or sharing. It's way too fragmented. So that can lead to error as well. And that might be uh, a late morning sign or could be early too. So I think the thing uh, for our listeners is really to be, you know, having some uh, dialogue in your own organization or just some reflection for you around, you know, what are some of the things that we are doing in our organization? Do we have some infrastructures in place? Do we have 
you know, uh, education, ongoing education for team development or, you know, what are mm-hmm. we doing? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and based on kind of your reflection of where you're sitting around this, these two poles, or if you're experiencing any downsides, what's effective or not effective? And uh, have you been hearing any early warning signs that might indicate you are experiencing those downsides? Mm-hmm. So just do some reflection. Uh, and again, you know, you can um, go to the show notes and download the worksheet and we'll have some questions there for you to kind of cue you. So remember, we're doing both because we really want to achieve the quadruple aim. And it's going to take individual strength and team strength to do that. And that um, the what we want to stay away from is our deepest fear of ineffective, inefficient, costly, fragmented care. And we just don't want to go there for the patients that we are here to serve. So we hope that um, today was really helpful for you in looking at the individual and the team. And we want to leave you with some teaching points and just some key points that we've talked about to keep in mind. One of the key ones is remember there is an upside to the I. <laughs> so as we started out, there's no I in team, but the I is very important. So we want to look at it in a counterintuitive way that I is important and team is important. Yeah, and you get value from both. Yes, right? you do. it's not just value from one. It's value, you know, value-based care can come from both the individual and the team. Mm-hmm. The other thing too to think about is uh Think about your preferences and be aware of them. Be aware of what's influencing your, um, you know, your experience in the organization, your preferences, and just be aware of that because it does influence how you experience this polarity, the t- how you experience attention, and uh, how you respond to what's happening in the organization and what's being asked for. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind too that there, the majority of the workforce has not really been trained to work in interprofessional teams or teamwork. We still have a large group of cohorts in the healthcare workforce that are used to that individual. That's why we're still at where we're at. And so that we're going through a major shift with that right now. And we have to bring that collaborative practice to the workforce in new ways, uh, right along with students being prepared to work in teams as well. Yeah. So even if, you know, people really want to do it, Mm -hmm. they may, you know, give it their best effort, but they may not have everything they need to be as effective as they possibly can. So again, just, just paying attention to that. And if that's the case in your organization, uh, you know, you include those action steps that you need to include to strengthen it, right. And to help everybody be able to be very effective as a team. So Go to our show notes, download our map on individual and team, and there's some great self-reflection questions there. And we also have a reference list in the show notes. And we wish you the best in awesome upside of individual and team. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. tuning in today. If you found our conversation insightful or helpful, please share this episode with others you think might benefit. Also, go out to iTunes and rate the show and share a review because we really like those positive ones. Wink, wink. You can access today's show notes and downloads at www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast. If you want to learn more about polarities in healthcare or how you might manage them in your organization, you can contact us for a free consultation. Just go to our website at www.missinglogic.com.